With Halloween just around the corner, my family has plenty of tricks and treats planned. But thanks to Pampers, one thing I have never been afraid of is a leaky diaper. Fear no leaks with new and improved Pampers Swaddlers, now featuring a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. We've always looked forward to getting the girls dressed up for Halloween when they were babies. And with Pampers, we knew that in addition to being absolutely adorable in their costumes, they would be dry, clean, and comfortable. With Swaddlers, you can rest assured that you have superior leak protection while keeping baby skin healthy. Pampers Breathe Free Liner wicks away wetness, allowing baby skin to breathe, while the lockaway channels help keep baby skin dry and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Pamper Swaddlers are available in sizes newborn to size 8 and now feature designs with the newest animal characters, Shiloh the Elephant and Freddy the Duck. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. A little update on our March 27th live recording of Latina to Latina. You did it. You sold out our early bird tickets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is still time to grab your regular tickets while they last. Again, the details. We are partnering with our friends at Poderistas to bring you a conversation with New York Times bestselling author Sochil Gonzalez. It is happening at the William Vale in Brooklyn on March 27th. You can find the link to purchase tickets on our Instagram page at Latina to Latina or online at Alicia Menendez XO. I cannot wait to see you. A few months ago, we brought you a series on leveling up to ring in the new year. And since we are now halfway through this year, we thought it might be time for a refresh, a look at how to get unstuck. We're kicking things off with Irene Quevedo. She is the executive director of a successful nonprofit and a part of the Level Up Latina coaching team and podcast, which I absolutely love. While I knew that Irene had coached lots of other people through this experience, I had no idea how personal it was for her. Before we jump into it, during this series, I'm going to be doing something new. At the end of each episode, I will give you my top takeaways. So if you are like me, you can listen without taking notes. All right, let's get unstuck. Irene, how fun. Now I get to be on the other side of this with you. I'm so excited to be here. It's always a joy to talk to you. Irene, I'm using the word stuck because stuck is the way that many times in my life I've come to an impasse where I have felt that I just like didn't know where to go next or I was sort of fine doing what I was doing, but it didn't feel like enough. So I think there are lots of different words that people can use for what I'm describing as feeling stuck. How often is that feeling what you hear from your clients? All the time. Stuck is our magic word too, honestly. It's literally everybody's go-to. They're just stuck in different things, obviously. So it's I'm stuck Mm -hmm. in this relationship. I'm stuck in this job. I'm stuck at this point in my life where I should be doing more. I'm stuck with my health. The word stuck to me strikes me as something so simple. Just, Just get unstuck right? But it isn't that simple. It's like one of the hardest things when you're just in this zone. And it's like a great joy to get to the bottom of what you're really feeling and how to get out of that. 
as you said, there are all different types of stuck. I've been stuck in a relationship. I have been mm-hmm. stuck in a job. I have been stuck in unhealthy patterns. What is the form of stuck you hear the most frequently? Mm. Career. I hear that a ton, a ton. You know, we're trying to level up our expectations. I'm in this great career, but it's what my parents want or expect me to be doing. And there's a lot of loyalty that can be seen as a good thing, but you're stuck in a job where you're not happy, but it's what your mom, grandma, daddy, everybody wants you to do. It's the right thing to do. And I have a ton of examples of this with clients and with me personally, because I'm the youngest of six, first in my family to go to college, huge tug of war there because they didn't understand all the things I wanted to do. They thought I was just fine where I was. Why do you want more? When I was, gosh, six, seven years into a career that I actually really loved. This was about four years ago. I loved my career. I liked my job. What were you doing? I was the CEO of a nonprofit and I was very entry level at this nonprofit. So to have grown up to become the CEO was huge for me. Like Mm. just to, to get there, to not look like anyone else, to be the youngest CEO, to be the first Latina. It was a big deal. And I'm there and I felt very stuck. Because while I loved the work and I loved my career, there was something deep down that I desired more. And at that time, it was I wanted a break. I wanted to travel. I wanted to do something exciting. When my husband and I got married, we got knocked up, girl. So we didn't have that honeymoon stage. And I think that it's something I always yearned for. I also wanted to have the marriage and wanted to have the kids. So I have these three kids. I have this amazing husband. I have this great life. And some would look at me and say, you have the dream. And yet I felt stuck. And I knew in my gut, like, that's the question that women have to ask themselves first. Like, what do you know in your gut? My husband and I had these really deep conversations about we didn't want to miss out on things just because we had gotten married younger than our peers, had kids faster than our peers. And we said, F it, we're going to travel. We're going to quit our jobs. So I would think that I was going to quit my job and go for it. And then I would get promoted. Like, oh, and this is not the time. Or I would think that we're ready. We're going to make this plan. We've saved enough money. And then he'd get promoted. And so we felt stuck, but all these things were keeping us in the same place, saying they were good enough. It's what we had worked for. It's what we both wanted as first-gen, you know, college grads. But we kept going back to it. So the thing about being stuck is you keep going back to this feeling. You cannot get away from it. Like you're still feeling this thing that's gnawing at you. So when we finally did it, we were so prepared to quit our jobs and saved our money and thought about our route. Then we had to tell all the people in our lives and both of us being very Latino, we thought we would get, you know, supportive Latino family members and opinions. And we got the absolute opposite for the most part. A lot of people told us we were crazy. It was wrong. There's no point. We leave these countries and you're going to travel through them. I went to Latin America, 14 different countries. (laughs) They're like, you're nuts. Your mom didn't work so hard to come here to make it right for you to run off and think that you can just live wherever you want. So this thing about being stuck is we could have really stopped at that point because judgment is real. Judgment is so real and judgment keeps us stuck. I had to contest with a lot of not only planning and being smart and disciplined, because the thing about getting unstuck is it's not going to happen tomorrow. There's a lot of delayed gratification. My husband drove this car that was like 24 years old. At some point, it didn't start anymore. He's like pushing it down the street. But his greater goal was we're traveling for a year. I'm saving every dollar. And we had so much judgment in that. Why won't they just get a new car? People didn't know we had this greater plan about being unstuck in our careers for a little while. So there's that judgment that you'll deal with. And then there's the criticism that may hold you back. And then there's the courage that it's going to take to do something like sit down and talk to your boss and say, it's not you, it's me. I need to travel. And beyond that courage that it's going to take, it's just going to take you following through because we could have quit. Traveling wasn't always amazing. There were times that were tough. Did we fight? Yeah. Were we over each other? Yes. Five of us traveling. I mean, traveling can be stressful. 
but we saw it through and it was the greatest blessing. When my babies were going through their exploration stage, I had so much to worry about. Falling over, bumping heads, what did she just put in her mouth? The list was endless. But when they were in pamper swaddlers, I knew I never had to worry about a leaky diaper. Swaddlers are great for both baby and mommy. They keep your baby's skin healthy and dry with Pampers Breathe-Free Liner, which wicks away wetness, allowing your baby's skin to breathe. Swaddlers have always given me peace of mind knowing that diaper rash and leaky diapers were not in our future. There's also the blowout barrier at the back waist to help prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic and free of parabens and latex. Your baby deserves that. And they're available in a wide range of sizes from newborn to size eight. And now feature designs with the newest animal characters, Shiloh the Elephant and Freddy the Duck. Having a diaper you can depend on is important. And it's why I have always loved Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today to start earning rewards with every diapers and wipes purchase. Not to mention, get great parenting content with Pampers Club. Hey, Red, what are you up to? Just making sure all the M&M's gifts are wrapped and the balls filled. Remember that one holiday party when we had no M&M's? Oh, boy, I still have nightmares. The cookies? Yeah, you used all the M&M's candies that were meant to decorate the party treats to decorate snowmen. You did it again, didn't you? <laughs> they do look cute, though. Bringing cheer. M&M's for all fun kind. Hi, Latina to Latina listeners. It's Brenda from Tamarindo Podcast. And if you love Latina to Latina, then we know that you're going to love Tamarindo Podcast. And if you're in the L.A. area and can't make it to the Latina to Latina live event, we'd like to invite you to our event on March 28th at 6.30 p.m. We're hosting Amigas Blossoming, a night of celebrating and cultivating blossoming friendships. This will be in Highland Park, and all the details to RSVP for free are at tamarindopodcast.com forward slash events. How did you pinpoint what it was that was making you feel stuck? Because I think sometimes we can have the feeling, we can identify the feeling in our gut, but it's not always clear to us what it is that is making us feel that way, what the misalignment is. What are the questions you ask yourself and what are the questions you walk your clients through when they come to you with this feeling? You know, my greatest question to ask my clients is always, where do you want to be in a year? And they often say, not here. <laughs> so we start to explore sort of what is it about them that feels like they want something else, something more, something less. You know, it's okay to, I don't want all this. I've suddenly worked for all of this and now I feel stuck in this high power, high intensity career. So we go through a lot of that processing. What do you really want? Where do you really want to be? And is it really what you want? Is it for somebody else? Is it to keep up with someone else's needs or desires? Why, why, why? So we ask a lot of why. For me personally, what's your energy? What's changing your energy? Because some folks, I think it's very obvious when maybe they're feeling stuck because something dramatic maybe happens. I don't necessarily get depressed or sad, but my energy changes and energy is everything. And I know when my energy's off, I'm feeling stuck in my health goals, you know, in my life goals, because I am just this different person. So I want people to challenge that. Are you who you want to be? And sometimes the answer is no, because you are stuck. So we process a lot of feelings that are hard to pinpoint. Because like you said, you, you just have this gut, this feeling, but what is it? Is it that I'm stuck? Because in some situations, as a CEO of a great organization, I've had staff that tell me that they're stuck. But a, a lot of times I feel 
Are they really, or they just don't want to go there? Sometimes it's an excuse to say you're stuck, to get to the next level. Oh, I'm so loyal, or I really got to be here. I'm doing a great job. It's not like that traditional stuck career-wise. You know, I've seen a lot of people where I'm like, go, go take the plunge. What are you afraid of? I think you're stuck and you're not saying it. You're saying, I'm so loyal. I'll do just fine. This is enough for me. I've told my staff that I love and I want to keep. I see it in them. At least I see they are stuck for all the wrong reasons because it's safe and comfortable. And I have to kind of push them out the door. I think there are lots of ways that resistance can manifest. And I want to admit that I'm recently coming off a period of feeling stuck. And I knew in my heart that what I needed to do was to create more space for myself to commit to some projects that were not going to pay me immediately. Mm -hmm. And so in that way, for me, hard to prioritize because it always feels like the thing that I am getting my paycheck for is the thing I need to do Mm -hmm. first. And for some people, I think being stuck is like, I don't know that these dreams I have are possible. I don't know that leveling up, that that dreaming is really for me. For some people like myself, the resistance comes in the form of incredible minutia. Mm -hmm. Like, well, the babysitter only comes from Mm. nine to noon and I just don't think she can come from eight to nine. And so, well, I guess I'll put all my dreams on hold because I don't want to have a conversation with the babysitter (laughs) about whether or not she can extend her hours an hour. Like that for me, it is whatever is in some ways the most quotidian of the Mm -hmm. challenges that show up as my greatest resistance. That's why I love coaching. Because we're going to see through that bullshit, if I may say that word. If I may not, then I can say something else. We're going to see through that and we're going to push you. I love that. And it doesn't have to be coaching, any kind of accountability coach. For me, when it comes to working out, that's when I'm going to get stuck in the minutia. I'm going to find every which thing to freaking reorganize. All my sports bras are dirty. (laughs) I just, I would love to be in peak physical condition, but. Yes, but you know, it is what it is. I don't wash my sports bras on purpose. No, the truth (laughs) is. I, with working out, I need a freaking accountability partner. Like there's no tomorrow. What's always served me is to think like life is short. It's the cheesiest thing, but I've always moved with urgency. And that's why I have these like mini retirements. I'm going to travel for a month in summer with the kids because I know life is short. And then it gets me to focus on the bigger picture and not the minutia. Oftentimes we're so stuck that there's just this mounting feeling of, I should have gotten to this six months ago, a year ago. It's out of control now. I didn't have the conversation with my partner, my boss, whatever it may be. Well, you're not going to get out of it in like a six month time frame in six minutes. Like you are going to have to now hustle in reverse. Like it's going to take those baby steps, which I know as women, we want to sometimes go, go, go and be urgent. And there's so much going on. But if we can have the patience to get unstuck, there's some magical stuff. That's why I like to ask my clients, where do you want to be in a year? A year feels like doable. I'm not saying five years, but it's not where do you want to be in a month where we're just going to crash and burn. But others will work really well in a month time span. Like get down to who are you? Because everybody's different and what's going to work for one person to get unstuck is going to be different than another person based on your personality and just your circumstances. Which is at the beginning of the year, we did a series on leveling up, which is also Mm -hmm. how I came upon Mm -hmm. Level Up Latina, my new favorite podcast. Mm. And I think of the, when you go into a new year, there's all of this energy that comes with new beginnings. There also is this thing that happens about six months in where even if there has been sort of some incredible momentum behind that, it's easy even with discipline and the best of intentions to stall out a little bit. If someone is at that point where they need to re-rev the engine, how do you do that? What really gets me going is then the long-term vision. 
then maybe you need to look a little further out because right now it's here. You're not feeling it anymore. All those little steps to that one year, you're thinking I'm burned out. I'm over it. It's like, of course, we all kind of get over those New Year's resolutions. But then I say to a client or I say to a friend, I say to my husband, well, where do you want to be in five years? And then I also do some soul searching at that point. For me personally, and for folks that I work with, I've had to stop and really say, what is it that is making me keep myself here? Like I'm all of a sudden I'm burned out and I don't want to go further and I'm, mm. I've gotten this far and I'm not valuing it enough. Like, what is it about me? And in my relationship with my husband, we went to therapy some years ago and I and it was my idea. And he's like, I don't know that we're that relationship that needs therapy. And I'm like, we need therapy. I feel we need it. I don't know that I knew the words. I'm like, give it to me as a gift. Like, <laughs> You're weird. He like yelps a therapist and we go to marriage counseling. And I thought it was awesome. And in the middle of going to therapy, which is asking for help when you're stuck, ask for help, right? For me, it was therapy. And it was this therapist who looked back at us and worked through some stuff with us. And I was finding that I wasn't trusting my husband around money. And that was a big, huge thing, right? You really got to dig down to what's the thing roadblocking you, keeping you from fully finishing this goal. And I had to process trust, my goodness, with another person and ask for help outside of me. I think one of the things I misunderstood about leveling up, misunderstood about getting stuck, misunderstood about reinventing myself, was that for many of us, this is a process that will happen over and over again throughout our lives. This is one of my personal questions, which is what happens when you climb to the middle of a mountain and realize that you're stuck and the decision is, do I give up all the climbing that I've done by climbing back down because I now realize I'm on the wrong mountain? Or do I just grit my teeth and get to the top of this mountain so that I can say, at least I've climbed one mountain? I'd quit, but I'm not a quitter. But I do think there's a lot of lessons that were learned and I don't want your time to be in vain and to keep going up this mountain. Like what you did that half a year, what you did up half that mountain, it all mattered. You're not gonna just finish for the sake of finishing when you realize it's, a, it's we're gonna fail too. Failure is a process. We're going to figure out halfway that, you know, that wasn't it. At least we had a plan. At least we did part of it. So I would try to find a way to strategically realign myself, find the bridge to the other mountain that I'm really trying to get to. But some folks might see it differently. Some people love to get there, accomplish it. Hey, you know, this is it. I did another great thing. But I think there's a lot of time. And with my whole perspective that like time is running out, we have a life to live. Like it's okay to have you know, gotten halfway there. And it's not a failure. If there is something great that you got out of it and you realize you have more clarity, you actually want to do this other thing. I think as long as you truly are finishing, because then there's the stop and starters of the world, which will just drive me crazy. That's another freaking excuse. It's just like, I'm so loyal. I also don't finish anything I start. But there are times when you can really reflect and say, you know, this wasn't the path. How do you get clients that you work with to see some of these questions as questions of values rather than questions of choosing between option A and option B. We do a lot of work around what are your values? What are your limiting beliefs? What are your passions? Would you be willing to share one of your limiting beliefs? Oh gosh, of course I would. I talked about money earlier, right? I, as successful as I am, still struggle and I am like this cheap person. Like I still fear that like all the money that I have will somehow go away. And I was raised that way. That relationship with money is a fear. So I've, girl, that's, a, I just booked a vacation that I, I still felt guilt. It's like, what the hell is wrong with me? I've saved, I have all the savings, but it's, and I'm here telling people like, don't be afraid, spend that money or invest in you or, you know, make these great financial decisions. Don't be afraid of the stock market. And I'm deep down, like forcing myself not to be afraid of all these decisions. I think there's an experience that we've 
all had, which is that you go for a walk with a girlfriend. She tells you something that's happening in her life. Maybe it's that she feels stuck. And it is just so obvious to you, like the things she would need to do to fix them. And they're not always huge. Sometimes it's like, you just need to clean out your garage and everything's going to be better. Like, obviously <laughs> the thing that we may prescribe is the answer is, is not necessarily the answer. We don't know what is best for anyone, but that everything seems possible for the people we love in a way that sometimes everything does not seem possible or within reach for ourselves. You know, I think it has to do with rejection. And it's a weird answer maybe, but, you know, we don't have to take the rejection from them taking the plunge, right? We don't have to feel the fear from them putting themselves out there. So I see this greatness for everybody that I love and I see them complaining and they want to maybe just great people that I've worked with, change jobs or break up with that guy or whatever it is. And you say, girl, do it. And yeah, and you've got this and you're going to be fine. And there's plenty of fish in the sea. And at the end of the day, that person has to go home and feel all their insecurities And all their fears around starting over, around being the new girl in the office, about dating again, about whatever it is. But I'd like to come from a place of sharing with people the rejection I have felt and the failure I have had. And I see you and I hear you. And that's how it manifested in my life. And it was scary. And I did these things. And then I did these things wrong and a whole bunch of things right, maybe, but a lot wrong. And try to see them where they are, where they may not be admitting to their deepest insecurities and fears around being stuck. So I just talk about mine. So once someone has done the soul searching and you think you're circling around clarity about what it is that is making you feel stuck. In my case, the most recent episode of it was simply not feeling that I had the time and the space to pursue some of my more creative endeavors. Then what? Then that's when you don't quit. Then that's when you keep going and you have to set yourself up to have these small steps towards that goal. Everyone I think has enough you know, energy and enough excitement and enthusiasm and that newness to start. And then we are all going to naturally get to the place. We have to give ourselves grace where we want to quit, where we want to say, that's it. I'm done. I'm just going to be stuck here forever. No, it's those little things you determine to do. For me, it's my openness with money. If it's investing every week, even if I'm uncomfortable with it, I have to stick to it, right? For someone else showing up at the gym, for someone else not returning that douchebag's text message because you said you were not going to get back with that guy and you were done and this is the year you were out of that relationship. When we are gnawing back at that sabotage to stay stuck, whether we realize it or not, whether it's conscious or not, it's like just stick to the little things Mm -hmm. and that is the promise land to me. It's always been the promise land to me. Just if it's that twice a week that I'm going to work out, but I'm going to work out and keep showing up for that. I know it's easier said than done, But the little things don't overwhelm you. The little things are the ones that are really going to become the big things. Here's my last question for you, which is, obviously, you are living in the ethos of leveling up. What do you see as the relationship between getting unstuck and leveling up your life? You know what? I really think the secret to it all is just your mindset, who you are as a person and changing your identity. Oftentimes, I'm finding that a lot of my clients are stuck in a place because they've always told themselves that that's where they were going to be or they can't really have that next thing on the other side of unstuck. And so we have to work on the mindset that may be keeping you from getting there. And that could be you believing that you are worthy of that, enough, um, capable enough, strong enough. We aren't there because we continue to hold ourselves back. 
And so it starts here, growing what we believe about ourselves to really continue to stick to it. Because even that consistency I talked about is about you believing that you're the kind of person that sticks to it, that doesn't quit, that keeps your word with yourself first. And if you never have, you really have to evolve your mindset. And it seems so simple. And yet that's where a lot of my clients have a lot of breakthroughs. And over the course of a year, it's they change what they think is possible, what they think about themselves and the narrative they tell themselves that is keeping them stuck. So in order to level up, it's like, what am I really believing? What can I believe better about myself and about my limits to actually change my habits and my everyday actions? Here are some of my takeaways from my conversation with Irene. Sit with these powerful questions. What do you know in your gut? What do you know to be true? What is your gut telling you about what you have and what it is you want? Now, I'm going to ask it another way. What do you really want? Not what does your family want for you? What does your best friend want for you? What do you want for yourself? What is that thing that feels a little scary or a little embarrassing to say out loud? Say it. Very often our answer to this question is informed by other people's expectations. Keep asking it until you get to something that is yours and yours alone. Now, I loved this from Irene and I found it really helpful, which is that if a five-year plan or 10-year plan feels overwhelming, ask what it is you want in the next year. Where do you want to be a year from today? What do you want your life to look like? I hope these episodes help a little bit, but Irene makes a point that I want to underscore, which is it's okay to ask for help. You should. If you have the resources, ask for that help from a coach, ask for that help from a therapist. If you do not, check out podcasts like Irene's Level Up Latina that goes deeper into some of these concepts. And finally, and I hope this brings you comfort, feeling stuck is a totally normal, relatable experience. You are a unique and beautiful snowflake. How you experience being stuck is specific to you. But the experience of being stuck, it's really common and you are not alone. Thanks for listening. Latina to Latina is executive produced and owned by Juleka Lentigua-Williams and me, Alicia Menendez. Sarah McClure and Paulina Velasco are our senior producers. Our lead producer is Cedric Wilson. Kojin Tashiro is our associate sound designer. Stephen Colon mixed this episode. Manuela Bedoya is our social media editor and at OpsLead. We love hearing from you. Email us at hola at latinatolatina.com. Slide into our DMs on Instagram or tweet us at latinatolatina. Remember to subscribe or follow us on Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, wherever you're listening right now. Remember, every time you share the podcast or you leave a review, you help us to grow as a community. A little update on our March 27th live recording of Latina to Latina. You did it. You sold out our early bird tickets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is still time to grab your regular tickets while they last. Again, the details. We are partnering with our friends at Poderistas to bring you a conversation with New York Times bestselling author Sochil Gonzalez. It is happening at the William Vale in Brooklyn on March 27th. You can find the link to purchase tickets on our Instagram page at Latina to Latina or online at Alicia Menendez XO. I cannot wait to see you.